And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance, coming back one more time, of course, and let's jump right into the download now. I am a child of the 80s, born in the 70s, cut my teeth in the 80s, went through my adolescence in the 90s, and became an adult I guess, late 90s, early 2000s. As a result, my seminal years of content consumption uh, included many things, including Transformers, Silverhawks, and then in 1987, I was introduced to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is one of those properties that has persisted throughout the public consciousness since their debut really in 1984 with the first comic but really they became a pop culture juggernaut with the introduction of the animated series in 1987 and a few years later we got the live action movies but more importantly for this we got the classic four player Konami produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles co-op arcade beat-em-up which is man that was like a golden era for konami and their arcade beat-em-ups with that and the simpsons and x-men it just defined what the arcade experience was all about at that given time in the late 80s early 90s well that genre or that style of turtles game is pretty much defined what people want from a turtles game and over the years there have been some attempts to replicate that we had the wonderful turtle hyperstone high school genesis we had turtles in time in the arcade and then again on the snes uh the platinum games or platinum games even had a teenager in a turtle game come out a few years ago that was 3d but it itself tried to replicate that arcade beat-em-up feel from that original konami game and translate that into the 3d realm with not much success unfortunately well uh dodamu who is very well known for their masterful streets of four rage a few years ago are back with a brand new title teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge and this is the turtles game that we have been clamoring for now turtles have been around like i said since 84 with the cartoon debut in 87 but it's one of those series that have been constantly reiterated reformulated to fit the times with the uh, series that came out in the late 90s early 2000s which was really good you had the CGI series on Nickelodeon in the 2010s. And now I believe the other series, the Fall or the Legend of the Teen Turtles, something like that is currently on Nickelodeon. And obviously you also had the CGI movie, which was really good. The Michael Bay produced films that came out, which the first one wasn't good. But the second one, in my opinion, was really good simply because it was really like a living representation of an episode of from the cartoon which i really love and that's what i want to see in a big budget turtles movie that was done now and i saw it so with that this new game this new game is amazing 
let me tell you, it's on every platform. And most specifically, in my case, it was on Game Pass. So I've been playing it. And it is such an homage to Turtles in Time, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. It's just so great and so wonderful. But one of the neatest things I like is that there is an overworld map that connects each one of the beat-em-up stages. And this overworld map is so reminiscent of the Turtles game that originally came out on the Nintendo Entertainment System. It is so fun. And I've only played through arcade mode now. I haven't played through. Actually, am I playing? Through? I don't remember which mode I'm playing through. But it is six players simultaneous on the screen. That's online and in person. You can play as all the turtles. Casey Jones, Splinter, and April O'Neil. It is a game that is fun. And it will be fun for the whole family. So I'm enjoying it. My family's enjoying it. I know your family will enjoy it as well. So I recommend this week for the download Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Now sticking to gaming, summertime, especially early June, we usually have the entertainment, um, electronic entertainment expo, commonly known as E3. Well, because of covid and all of the things surrounding it e3 was canceled again this year and in its place we had the summer game show and also various companies are starting to make their announcements on their own now i watched some of the game show and didn't really come away impressed and that's not to say there were some cool things or there wasn't any cool things that were announced just nothing that made me say ooh and ah except for well teeny putting in the turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, that's it. That is the only game I cared about that was demonstrated at Summer Games Fest. So I love that game. Everything else was, for me, not exactly that appealing. Also this week, we had Xbox and Bethesda come with their big game press conference. And I can say that in some respects, I was very impressed because they stated that all of the games shown 30 plus games were coming in the next 12 months so between now and june of next year all of those games will be available for public consumption and pretty much 95 percent of those games if not higher will be on game pass day one and this was probably the most amazing part of the uh, press conference in my opinion is the sheer volume of games in the next few months and they're all gonna be on game pass i will say there wasn't a whole lot that just wowed me because of that because there's some things that i really wanted to see like a fable that clearly isn't going to be on track for the next 12 months so it's not going to be there but all in all i thought it was a good showing i am not a fan of bethesda rpgs like that so redfall never tickled my fancy not redfall excuse me uh, Starfield never tickle my fancy, but Redfall definitely does. Redfall, it's not the game I thought it would have been based on the trailers they showed last year. I thought it was more of a team-based, uh, over-the-shoulder, third-person sort of thing, uh, fighting vampires. But no, it's very much first-person. You do have your different classes, but it's... Many people equated it to Left 4 Dead with vampires, and it looks like it's so much more than that but that's definitely my radar and i can't wait to play that when it comes out another game that really got me excited was low long fallen destiny and this is from tecmo and team ninja and it looks like a combination of ninja gaiden 
Dynasty Warriors and Zombie Ninjas. So I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. But unfortunately, they only showed a CGI trailer and no gameplay. So I don't know what the game is really about. But with the pedigree of Team Ninja, I am really looking forward to see what this game is like and is going to what it's going to be all about, particularly playstyle. That's what I'm more curious about. How does it play? What type of game is it? Because you really don't get that from the trailer nor from going to the website. And then the last game that was, I don't know if it's a game I want to buy, but it looks funny, is High on Life. And this is from the creators of Rick and Morty. So essentially, these aliens are using humans to get high, thus the high off of life. So human beings have become the new drug and you are off to save your friends and you have this talking gun and it's weird looking but just even the trailer was pretty funny with his humor so i it looks like something i definitely want to play once it comes out and since it's coming out on game pass day one i'm definitely going to be playing it and hopefully it'll be something to enjoy that is not hopefully it's not just wise cracks and it has pretty good solid gameplay that's my take on it so those are the three things that were demonstrated at the xbox bethesda press conference that got me excited now let's get into short takes and unfortunately we have to start this short take with another uh, rest in peace this one going out to the prolific artist storyteller tim sale who recently lost his life due to illness and it's hard to believe that he was 66 years old the time flies uh, especially as you get older you forget how much people how much older others are uh, and how long ago it was that batman along halloween uh, came out which is one of the titles that he is known for uh, so rest in peace to him his impact on the comic industry particularly uh, i believe that was one of the seminal batman stories that have come out in the past 20 to 30 years that's really helped to show the cape crusader in a different light and to introduce some mythos and characters to the batman story that are still being used and still have an impact on batman and those associated titles today so rest in peace tim sale now one of the shows that i grew up with is one that oddly enough isn't talked about it were two creepy family shows that came on in the 50s and the 60s and, and both received reboots over the years. One is The Addams Family and The Addams Family has been reintroduced time and time again over the years. And the other is The Munsters. And The Munsters was a series that I love the original version and also The Munsters Today that came out in the, I believe, the late 80s. I enjoyed that as well. I know they had a TV movie not too long ago, maybe 10 years ago, someone Fox it. I never got a chance to see, but I didn't hear good reviews about it. But now, the remake master, so to speak, because he remade uh, Halloween, Rob Zombie, is now coming out with his own interpretation of the monsters to the big screen and recently they released the trailer or teaser trailer for it and it looks great it looks like the monsters in 2022 and i'm very interested to see how that is played up because one of the things about the monsters is that especially with the monsters today it showed them as a 
variations of their movie characters from uh, The Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dracula, with um, th- their characters and Eddie being the werewolf and, and so on and so, so to speak. They show them out of time and adapting to this new modern world and monsters today. I'm hoping that Rob Do- Zombie does something similar with this new updated version. I think it would be very interesting to see how these monsters or the monsters interact and adapt to living in a modern western society of 2022 so i am very curious about it and i'm very excited i've always had a deep love for the monsters and i feel like they never get the proper shine uh that they deserve so i'm looking forward to the full trailer and more importantly i'm look, looking forward to when the actual film drops and i'm not sure if that's coming out this year or next year but if they're dropping teasers already then we may be looking at later on this year at the earliest and then another trailer that I've seen recently is Prey. And this movie, I think it's going to be exactly what the Predator franchise needs. I enjoyed Predator 1 and Predator 2. I enjoyed Predators. I thought that was pretty good. The Predator was some hot garbage. And this movie, totally stripping it of the Predator name, just calling it Prey, is now where you have... A predator or predators i'm not sure how it's gonna play out yet show up and i'm not sure if it's the old west but it's along the backdrop of a native american tribe so now you have this native american tribe that's going to be going toe to toe with the predator and i've seen some people talk about timelines and this and that and i'm like it's the predator why can't they show up whenever they want to if you remember in predator 2 when they went into the ship they'd already shown that predators had been to earth many many times over the centuries with the trophy cases or the trophies they collected in that ship so i'm very interested to watch this movie and even more importantly well, i guess it's not dropping in theaters it's dropping on hulu so you don't have to run out to your theater to watch and i think it's a smart move from uh was it 20th century films aka fox aka disney to of dropping something like this on hulu i think you'll get a lot more eyeballs especially with the current slate of summer films and also the uneasiness a lot of people have going to movie theaters at the moment i will definitely be watching prey when it comes out and i'm actually very excited about it because i'm always looking for different takes on these classic properties and allowing these creators to do new things with characters and stories that we love. So that's my short takes and let's get into Miss Marvel episode two. This isn't going to be an overly long review as I'm just going to say this is a really great series. This is a really cute series. I like how they have Department of Damage Control involved in this. So you see some shades of the world that we saw way back in Spider-Man Homecoming with Damage Control and how they are, quote unquote, policing uh, superhero, superhuman activity. Also, that whole teenage dynamic. This is what I see or imagine high school is being like uh, more so than some of the other more sexualized versions of high school that we see on television i love the aspects of the islamic faith that are shown i love the fact that you see that separation in the mosque you see that women feel as though they are treated as second class citizens you see kamala come more into her powers while still not understanding how to use them and still 
being a teenager with these powers and um, and making mistakes and almost, you know, really having someone die while trying to save them. And then with the twist of uh, finding out what happened to her great grandmother, whom the bangle belonged to and how this is some big secret. I'm wondering how that will play out. And then with the reveal of her gentleman caller's mother at the end and how this is the woman she was seeing in these visions. I cannot wait for episode three to come out to give more explanation to the backstory of whom this woman is, how she connects with the Bangwin, also more about her great grandmother. I really feel as though once that story unravels, you're going to get more of explanation of the powers and also Kamala herself. I'm also trying to figure out who's going to be the villain. Is this introduction of her Jennifer Collins mom? Is she going to be the villain? Uh, is the villain going to be Department of Damage Control? I am I'm lost, but I'm lost in a good way that I don't know how it's going to play out. And even going back and looking at some of the initial issues of the Miss Marvel comic run, clearly a lot of that centered on uh, the inhuman aspects of the, the comic character, the Earth 616 character at the time. So none of that is here. So I'm very it's. So it's a divergence from her, a major divergence from her origin story in those first few books that came out. So I am looking forward to seeing more of Miss Marvel. Episode three cannot come out fast enough. Now, have you thought about becoming a patron of the show? We now have a patron where you can either be an associate producer, a producer or an executive producer where you get all of the perks of a producer excuse me an associate producer and a producer with the associate producer tier for just one dollar a month uh, you get your name shout out in the show notes as well as on the instagram post and twitter posts relating to the show you also get this show one day early as well as retro content that no one has seen before interviews from past comic cons and conventions with well-known creators and actors that you know the second tier for just three dollars a month the producer tier you get all of that from the first tier but you also get mentioned in the show every week as well as you get access to the weekly radio show centurial saturdays and then at the third tier the executive producer for just five dollars a month you get all of the above plus you get exclusive access to our newest podcast off topic with reps of style where we step outside of the uh, normal conversations we have on this podcast to get a little bit dicey sometimes some things that may step onto people's toes but these are the topics that we are talking about in our world today so that's the patreon feel free check us out patreon.com forward slash webster style you know support us you know maybe a little bit more dollar a month three dollars a month files a month you know any help any assistance any support you give us we appreciate it and let's talk about some star trek with star trek strange new worlds episode seven i will have to say this is one episode i am enjoying every episode but there are some episodes that just hit me better or more so than others and this is one that just it was enjoyable but just fell flat in many regards to me and i think it, this is what happens when you read too much before a series or an episode comes out. And I read about the series and how the main protagonist slash uh, spoiler villain of the show was transgender. And 
how the articles played up about that. So I went into this episode really kind of with rose colored glasses, figuring out, okay, are they going to use that in some sort of mechanisms for the story or this and that? And um, so for me, I was kind of like, eh, okay, I don't really feel like why they had to make a big deal of what the um, gender of this individual was because it was all about a good story and the character unto herself uh captain angel she was uh i believe it's she but she was um a serviceable character and one that i think that would be a serviceable villain going forward she's definitely someone who seems like they'll be recurring uh during the life of the series as an antagonist uh to the enterprise crew i continue to love how these stories are always give individual crewmates a time to really shine during the course of the story regardless of how minute it is but for me the uh, continued attention to spock and to pring and now integrating nurse chapel in this situation i thought was just really good storytelling and at the end of the day this episode i didn't get excited about this episode until the end reveal of this prisoner that Captain Angel was in love with, who had spoken to Spock so often, was and had mentioned by name. And I'm like, I don't know this person. How this person knows Spock? And then you realize that the prisoner in question is Spock's half brother, Cybok. Yes, Cybok, all the way back from Star Trek V. Yes. So I am very interested to see how this character is utilized and further developed during the course of strange new worlds i that's one of the things i love about strange new worlds especially with the continued focus on spock there's so many aspects of spock's character development that we never touched on in the original series because we just saw the end of it like with his relationship with Tapring in the muck time and even with cybok we got a full movie for that but this was a character at the time we'd never heard of before so there wasn't a lot of character building over years in a television series so i'm really excited for how they use cybok in the future it's really exciting for me as a trekkie to see this character really fleshed out on the small screen and i think that if they do it right it'll give a lot more credence to star trek 5 which is universally known as the worst star trek movie ever and with that we move on to our fragrance of the day and this is another one from authenticity perfumes and this one is barbershop it's a fresh synthetic fragrance and i think one that is going to work well for the summer heat with this one you're going to find top notes of bergamot and lemon heart notes of basil fir and oak moss and then base notes of patchouli cedarwood and musk it's one that much like all of the other authenticity perfumes it lasts all day is great staying power great projection and it gives that freshness but it also gives that masculineness with that musk, especially with that musk and oak moss and the heart to the base notes is one that I really like wearing and I need to get a full bottle because my sample is almost gone. But that is the fragrance of the week. Barbershop bum from art. Uh, can't talk. Barbershop from Authenticity Parfums. Now, speaking of fragrances, the fragrance of today, what well, that I'm wearing right now is 
Beverly Hills Polo Club Blaze. It is probably one of the best cheapies that money can buy. It is one that is not overly powerful, but has a great uh, sweet sort of spicy fragrance that one that works well in the winter as well as the summer surprisingly because of it's not a super duper heavy and it's also one that i've gotten both men and women asking me what it is and this is one you can pick up a 50 ml bottle for like 15 dollars or so at a rack store so it's stay away in my opinion from the other beverly hills polo club ones as with my experience they, they just don't cut the mustard they may smell halfway decent at first but they quickly devolve into nothingness and for me if you're going to get a beverly hills club polo fragrance blaze is the one to get speaking of fragrances don't forget to take advantage of the link in the show notes as well as the code ehawks10 to get 10 percent off your first purchase of, from pete and pedro remember they have an awesome line of designer inspired fragrances featuring the likes of legend which is inspired by tom ford's fucking fabulous as well as king which is inspired by creed green irish tweed there are five fragrances in total to choose from so make sure you visit peteandpedro.com and get your 10 percent off or 10 percent off because webster style sent you now of course this is the end of our show and of course you can find me every week if i'm not here you can find me every week rocking with my man brian Saf on the nrw checking point where we talk games gaming and anything that really comes to mind every week usually dropping on either thursday or friday on the nerds rule the world youtube channel as well you can find me on social media you can find me on instagram at webster style and so to geek find me on twitter webster style find me on tiktok at TikTok at underscore Webster Style. Of course, you can find anything and everything in Webster Style at WebsterStyle.com. And feel free to email me at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. And remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Hold on. I mean, I can change. I thought, never mind, forget I'm a Jenny, Jenny, Miffinny, Muffinny, Finicky When it comes to the killing spree, a.k.a. that's an ensemble Are you the enemy if you're not defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge Besides, I really let them clothes on them legs and thighs Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky The party starts at 12, we got a little time, time, time to get it on And now I'm back, I'm the type of pussy on And after that, take a picture with the Tree Green Tuesday had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, Miss Million, them heels killing on, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels, looking sharp. They acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. No one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes No one man should have all that styling Take it off, clothes on the floor piling No one girl 
Once you fit it all in them jeans So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes Let's see what it seems If it is what it seems Do it again Not, Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. No though. Smoking hot, rocking this pen. So thin. Tie hairline, looking like a skin. So pimp. No lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke, mental. Plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell if it ain't crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding back. Kind of funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the range Rover? Hang on me, when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the card again. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pass it. Oh, you want to say, oh, I completely read that wrong.